five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast. You're praying your podcast to do with the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant. I am Chris at Lightforce, who finally sold his condo. Like, we're talking sold, sold his condo and should have a tinge of relief in his voice. Joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omni Strife and the newest edition, as we had talked about in uh, previous episodes, Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, congratulations yeah congrats i still didn't sell my condo didn't try to but well okay i was gonna say were you like this is news to me yeah no no um i'm i'm actually yeah i didn't speak about this too much in the podcast but like we're uh two weeks away from me uh in my uh path to fatherhood it's like oh <gasps> but really two weeks left well first of all congratulations <laughs> congratulations are in order but second of all you waited until two weeks before due date to share that uh, with me? I mean, some hints were given, but I get, I guess because uh, we our next episode we're going to talk about it, it's in two weeks, so might as well. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be here. Yeah. How would we explain the absence? Well, yeah. Omni is currently away on a recruitment. A baby strife? Ba- Omni baby? I guess baby strife. Omni yeah, baby. So, sounds a little scary, baby strife. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I I have baby force. Yeah, well, it was force, more like a force toddler can be a force, force for good, but... you know. Strife, eh, not so much. A strife for justice. I don't know. <laughs> I hope there is no baby strife. Yeah, for, hopefully for baby hopefully. strife. Yeah. But no, this is this is fabulous news. And uh, again, I'm still upset you have waited until two weeks before the due date to tell me. I mean, pro- Jordan probably knew before me. I'm kind of upset. What do you mean? You you know, but not like in the podcast. Okay, I'm trying to play an act here, and you're just like, here's here's Omni holding no, the script up. Like for my all of brain our is all jambled up, you know. It's you, uh, you think it's jambled up? It's now. the hormones. <laughs> Wait for a few more weeks. <laughs> oh, but no, that's that's fabulous news. Um, it uh, sort of coincides as well. One of the things with our podcast every off season, we start to trickle down episodes. We're going to go after this week. We're going to skip next week. We'll be back in two weeks, where we may or may not have podcast news. And uh, we may or may not have news about the Vancouver Titans, Toronto Defiant, and the Overwatch League in general. But before we get to that episode, in two weeks' time, we've got this episode tonight, today, tomorrow, whenever the heck it is you're listening to it. And uh, you know what? Let's just uh, start pushing this payload. Moving the payload! Join me! So the Vancouver Titans have announced not a lot, but the Toronto Defiant seem to have set a trend. We here at RSP put on our, uh, you know, I don't know what type of gloves that we use our wizardry powers with, but uh, we tried to manifest a signing and uh, Toronto obliged. In fact, they, they signed two people, neither of which I think we had ever really suggested would go to Toronto. Um, but uh, sort of leading the pack, the first uh, signing was actually second in our, our rundown. Uh, Moby Dick coming back to Toronto as an assistant coach, which mm-hmm. in one of the, the team discords that I'm uh, a member of, people have constantly said, oh, no one ever goes back to Toronto because they never have anything good to say about the organization, <laughs> which is interesting considering what we know about the organization in comparison to another one. And it's like, really? Well, the moment Moby Dick signs, people are like, oh, maybe the, maybe the rumors aren't true. What, you mean internet fans, uh, knee-jerk reactions? Say it and so. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, mm-hmm. Moby Dick's coming to fill the role that uh, I would presume that Ho Chi was, uh, Ho Chi Lee, sorry, was, uh, was previously in mm-hmm. an assistant coach role. Uh, and when the announcement got made, like, no tease, nothing, Moby Dick's coming back. But the second announcement that they made, you could say it's a little bit bigger, and this is no disrespect to, to Moby Dick, uh, Hotba, he's coming uh, to the Great White North, and he will be playing for your Toronto Defiant. Yeah, one of the veterans. Like I think he joined the four four jersey club, right? With 
him joining Toronto. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, yeah, he played for um, NYXL, Philly. He played for KDG, actually. Maybe that's well, kind of connection. And finally, like last season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the KDG connection, I feel, um, runs strong. Like we, we saw KDG sort of approach it that way last year. I think we're going to see it again this season um, with sort of some of the decisions that he's, he's making. Um, not slime. No. Unfortunately, who retired. If you didn't know that, slime has announced that he is retired, which doesn't necessarily mean he's completely retired, but for the purposes of what we're talking about right now, he is retired. Probably not on Toronto, though. I, I don't know. We'll see. From, from the rumors, are we allowed to discuss rumors? Well, <laughs> I, I I put it in the rundown. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell uh, tell us all about this rumor? Well, the rumor is that they might sign uh, Tronong, and if you uh, have uh, watched a little bit of contenders in Korea, or you know, just read the Reddit threads like I did, uh, apparently, and I and I already uh, recognized so. This guy's good, really, really good. And the way I know is that I already knew his name even before the announcement was made, despite not watching those games. I knew that name; it constantly it's like popped to me. So that's kind of like a guy uh, would be. I'll be very cautiously optimistic in here, like the same vibes that you got when Alarm was getting to age to 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 join um, to join the league, and everybody was hyped about him. So that's like your. Top guy, if you want to sign a main support from tier two and you're not looking to sign someone like Masa or Funny Astro, mm-hmm. that's the guy you want. So I think that's a, a great rumor. And if they do end up signing this guy and if he ends up being as good as he's touted to be, maybe we'll not really remember uh, losing Slime with such you know sadness. But yeah, I mean, if we're already starting this conversation, we didn't really talk about Hodba a little bit. I, I, I think... I think there's there's something to what you said about that connection with KDG because Hotba is not it's not like a, a, a mag signing or a fearless kind of guy. It, it, we can all agree he's not like that top tier tank. And when when we saw that Twilight announcement, everybody was like hyped. Oh, we might get that super team. But Hotba is still a very solid tank, and I think that might lead to another signing or. KDG might know something. It could be like that 900 IQ move. We've already alluded to the fact that people need to kind of expand their idea of what a tank is, maybe with Overwatch 2 and what type of flexibility or or the the more DPS type of role that tanks might fill. And Hotbutt is super flexible. Why he not may have been like uh, touted in the past like a top tank. That guy even played Tracer to very efficient level in the overwatch league in season one he's very flexible he's very he, he can be that you know that that uh, uh high risk high reward kind of guy to sign your yeah. team and, and and that i do like yeah. so what you're saying is hot buzz essentially the uh, canadian version of super also a crack yeah. genji oh he, he's gonna <laughs> play play the dps i don't know but but that, that might be like uh the idea behind it i hope i forgot about super genji <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Hotba. Um I think what he was able to do, you know, in combination with Mono on Philadelphia this past season, um, proves that he's at least, you know, still got something in the tank. Uh like Omni says, you know, definitely I, I wouldn't put him up there in, in the top top tier of tanks, but nonetheless, um a solid pick and as well, uh I think a part of what we're seeing is a bit of a veteran squad being built here. You know, Twilight has championship experience. Uh, Hotba, not necessarily championship, but almost, right? Philadelphia has a reputation for almost getting there. And then before that, I believe Hotba was with uh, New York. And uh, New York obviously had a reputation as well um, for a couple of seasons there. And then, you know, alongside Hisu as well. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I don't know much on the contender side, so I can't comment too much on on the main support there. Plus, it is a rumor, but uh, I don't know uh, if uh, Halo has gotten much wrong this season so far. Um, well, okay. It, I said what much. he has I said gotten much. wrong <laughs> yeah. hasn't really been... like he, he, you, 
I mean, it's wishy-washy if he's wrong or if he was never super committal about it in the first. Yeah. Place. Like yeah. there hasn't been that like completely left field, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're going to get burned. Yeah. If I had been in high school and uh, someone who told me, yeah, you'll be, I guarantee you'd be as wrong as uh, Halo is in your exams. I'd be like, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still got it. <laughs> it's it's good yeah. enough, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's score. that C plus will get me. Through. Yeah, no I'd say a B minus, not okay, a C. B minus. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, and and he did play. I actually, checked. It's interesting. He was in in the inaugural season. He was in Philly Fusion. Then he went oh. to Guangzhou Charge. Then oh, he went to right? NYXL, and then back to the Fusion. So probably you a very. I was wrong there, but yeah, a coachable guy. I assume if you, if you want him, you know, going back to. Uh, a squad again under K- mm-hmm. KDG. I well, what I was going to say about Hot Buzz, I feel like he's good sort of utility. When I say this utility pickup, <clears throat> I don't mean utility as if we're going to. If we see him flexing on a tracer, there's probably <laughs> bigger issues we're talking about. Ah, uh, his tracer was good. Well, back. Well, no, in I'm the not day. taking away from <laughs> that, but you know what I mean. Like I, he, he's being the utility mm-hmm. that he provides. Yeah, um, there's some consistency. You, yeah. you, you know what you're going to get. Maybe he doesn't have the the high peaks, like his potential isn't probably through the roof. But then you know you're not going to have a a player that's going to probably come in and uh, tank at tank. Well, and and also, I mean, um, have we the Moby Dick connection is there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Just from this past this past season with Philadelphia, I think Hotba and Mano were the two pickups because of Philly's problems with. Uh, or because of some of Philly's Visa. problems with visa issues this past yeah. season. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, um, you know, there's a connection there. Um, the league, I think, is at a point where we're seeing a lot of this kind of crossover between teams and uh, and people returning to organizations that, you know, maybe they had moved on from, but now they're willing to go back. Um, I won't spoil too much, but uh, Boston may come up. Um as well, uh, San Francisco yeah. may come up because um, they've had a little bit of that too. So mm-hmm. there's some sort of cross pollination that we're seeing here. Lots of networking is is done. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's interesting as we sort of do look at what some of the other teams are are starting to put together. It's very much an Overwatch one sort of setup, and this maybe goes to expand on what Omni shared last episode where. We talk about this being a new game, but really are the top two players in the old game going to be that much worse in a new game? Probably not. Yeah. It's like a square pizza. It's still pizza. Mm-hmm. It just <laughs> came in a little Caesars it's, it's box just, and got cut a little bit. Different. Yeah. It's just square. Yeah. Like um, the note about sort of the rumor from Halo and I just, I find it interesting is that Halo had actually expressed that he has had difficulty learning anything about what was going on in Toronto. And then suddenly this one, you know, sneaks flies out, out which mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if maybe it sort of alludes to where he gets some of his information from, because, you know, Toronto has done a really good job or maybe the connections that Halo has uh, don't talk to the, the right people. Suddenly a, tier two player hits the scene yep. and halo is the first one to suggest this might happen again. Mm. We're only sharing what halo has publicly tweeted. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you're, it seems like you're hitting the nail on the head there. If uh, we didn't necessarily hear any whispers about twilight, Hotba, Moby Dick, and then all of a sudden someone's coming up from tier two, there's uh it feels like we're finding the bug. We're finding yeah. the rat. Well, okay. I, I want to point out, we did hear whispers about Twilight. <laughs> true, true, I yes. simply chose not to believe them until the last yes, minute. And true. even then I was like, no, man, those are just voices in my head. I'm a little tired. True. True. Uh, but I, I like how Toronto is putting together it, its roster. Obviously there's still room to grow. We're probably going to get based on the cadence that they've been sharing announcements. Another one this week. Um, and they could potentially have a, a team well before what we would see as the holiday season, mm-hmm. which brings us to the West coast where we have a team who hasn't really been doing well. Okay. I don't want to say isn't doing much. We don't know. And mm-hmm. if you he listen to some of the, uh, uh, Titans staff and Titans discord, they've been saying, Oh, there's a lot going on. You just have to understand. It's just, it's an interesting dynamic because the, the content side of the business is really trying to massage 
what's being talked about in their discord. And yet, you know, someone like Justin or Flubby will jump in and they'll comment, but they could very well easily, like if Justin were to say, Hey, we've had a number of, you know, conversations, we've been doing some scrims. doesn't have to say who we just have to say that. And that would probably be sufficient. So I find it interesting that that part doesn't get shared. However, um, Jordan, I understand uh, you were listening to uh, that uh, decent podcast on the Overwatch League called Plat Chat. I understand they they put together an okay product, and uh, some some guy named Vast was was talking about the Titans. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. I do listen listen occasionally, and uh, yeah, today they their latest episode they kind of talked a little bit about uh, most teams in the league, and when it came to Vancouver. They, I mean, obviously they talked about everyone's favorite breadsticks, but Avast said something to the extent of what he's hearing is that Vancouver is willing to throw the bag at people Uh and uh, to a larger extent than many other teams are as well, Um, which kind of caught me off guard, not knowing, you know, the situation they were in the past season and things like that, which you can fill us in on. Um, but I just wasn't expecting that given the roster that was built this past season, given, uh, the fact that they are doing a clean slate this season. And the fact that of course we have no announcements from Vancouver thus far. Um, it seems like probably the bigger names or the, you know, the higher priced players are quickly getting swept up. Um, and I mean, that doesn't mean that Vancouver's not talking to them but we're obviously not hearing a lot from the organization right now. Yeah. The, uh, yeah go, oh, go ahead, Omni. No, no, you go ahead. Sure. I, I listened to that too. And, and I have issues with that. Like I, we do know like when, when the, uh, their inaugural season happened, season two, uh, they did pre- pay a pretty penny to get like the runaway squad and all that. Sure. So most of our criticisms and the, the apparent problems or issues that were, that were ha- occurring to the Vancouver Titans were never of a financial nature or like, <laughs> you know, cost cutting stuff like that. Um, the problem is that, yeah, I agree with you. We don't know anything. Uh, and, but we do know that the guys that are being signed, they're not going to get, that's the only confirmed part of it. And yeah. you're like, you're right. They, they might be picking from scraps if they don't hurry. Regardless of money, you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't sign people that are already signed, and then a lot of, there 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 is talent. Obviously, you look at uh, a tier two, you look at you know uh, free agents. The problem is we don't really know even of a like a, a, a direction, right? Are we going to see a Western squad? Are we going to see a, a Korean squad? Like even <laughs> even Halo doesn't know like how obscure or or or. At that point, I'm not really sure that even Vancouver uh, like truly knows which directions, which direction they're gonna go towards. Maybe they're like throwing the bag around, and maybe someone will bite, and and things will, uh, you know, go down from there. Like a, like a, you know, uh, and then they'll be able to decide. Oh, I guess we we. I'm just throwing a name out there. Just a disclaimer: we don't know anything. So just a name, like oh, we signed Glister. He agreed. I guess now we can find players that will accompany him well, or we'll try to go for a Korean spot. Or, oh, we signed Masa, and now we'll try and and then build around that. That's my fear. And they might be doing work. I'm 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 sure someone is doing something in the background, but it's it might be just ultra silent as usual until the last moment. Or maybe we're just giving them <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. And should we again? Huh. It's just a big mystery. That's the, that's the funny part about it. And, and, yeah. Well, okay. So to the point of, should we give them the benefit of the doubt? I understand why some of our listeners and some of those who've been following the Titans or have been burned by the Titans have a trust issue there. I, I completely get that. I too have a trust issue though. I'm finding that the current iteration of the management side in, in the likes of Justin I, in what I hear, I hear good things. Now, I can't speak to the Titans throwing our own money right now, but I would take a vast for his word in suggesting that this is this is happening. Mm-hmm. And it is in line with something that I had heard um, earlier this year. So we're talking like early spring. 
speaking to someone who's uh, really well involved um, on uh, the league who's not in the league, so make that very clear, and uh, they had said that the team was ready to shell out more money than expected this year, hmm. but a lot of players just weren't interested because of their rep. Which is, we all know what happened with Vancouver, unless you're a new follower, in which case Google the Vancouver Titans and I'm sure you'll find it because we've gone over it a number of times. Um, but it, it does make me question like how long can this reputation plague them if that's the case? Well, so now keep in mind what happened. Reckoning was, you know, just over a year and a half ago now. I mean, however long. So what have we had? We've had one full season. This was a conversation that took place prior to the start of this past season. There was still the history of whatever the heck happened, happened. Yeah. Now in that conversation, it sort of went on further, um, that, uh, there, you know, the Titans weren't going out and paying top dollar. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't throwing like as much money as anyone would want, but a lot more money than what people had expected. Right. In fact, they were offering players, significant contracts, but the players themselves still decided to go and take another offer. Some that may have been a little bit better elsewhere because there was this concern about, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Now, if we were to draw a comparison, if you were a fly on the wall and you had an inkling, what was going to happen with the Valiant happening, you wouldn't sign there either. Right? No, of course. I suspect what people thought might be taking place, Mm. maybe not to the same extent, could have, do I put myself in this, this tough situation in Vancouver that I don't know enough about and I've not heard really good things. Whereas now they've gone and sort of proved themselves. I mean, yes, they stuck to a roster, but I think what this goes to say is the Vancouver Titans aren't the budget team that a lot of people make them out to be. And when I talk about budget team, I'm talking about the, we're offering minimum contracts to everyone. I don't think that's the case, but you're right to the, how long do people sort of hold this grudge? I don't know. Well, and, and I think a part of that has to come from, um, you know, obviously the reckoning as Omni mentioned, you know, they paid a pretty penny for that squad, that squad fell apart. Um, and then, and then I kind of assume that a part of that reputation comes from, uh, was it American tornado or third wind, third impact, second wind, <laughs> which so, okay. I, 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 Se- I don't second follow wind became yes. like, yeah. Second wind was the newest version of the Vancouver Titans. Now it's right. And then that, that got a little, little messed up and everything, but you have to kind of assume at that point when they brought in the majority of the second wind roster, they were um, signing those players to basically maybe half a season at best. And at that same time, all of those players were new to the league. So they were able to save a lot of money and not pay them necessarily top dollar for that a lot of them are young guys a lot of them i'm sure were excited to get this opportunity that at the start of that season nobody would have thought they would get simply because the vancouver titans were the vancouver titans of old right Right. so i have to assume that a part of the reputation they have in that money spending uh, or in the fact that they don't like to spend a lot of money comes from that and after that season ended they proved to us that you know maybe they were willing to so I guess maybe it's on the players on the organization. Um, but you're right. It's that uncertainty of, of what's going to happen. Um, yeah. After everyone has a bad taste in their mouth. And I think that like in uh, an industry that as volatile as the esports industry, right. Or the overwatch league is, uh, take a player like shockwave who I'm sure like the Vancouver Titans really wanted to see back. Mm-hmm. The problem is, Disregard the fact that, you know, the fusion, they probably have bottomless bags and they can throw all the money in the world at players. I'm sure that their pitch towards a player like Shockwave would have been, you know, more not just about the fact that they can pay pay the paycheck, but there will be more security, more mm-hmm. structure, more ability to compete. Uh, they can show the arena that they're constructing, you know, all, all the plans that they have. And now you look at a team like the Titans who have nobody on board, no nothing really going on. Uh, it'll be a tough sell regardless of, you know, yeah. what check that might be, you know, accompanied by. Yeah. It's, it's the total rewards. I mean, I, yeah. one of the employers that I work with used to talk about the total rewards package. It's more than just pay. 
And one of the reasons that they were referred to that as total rewards is that what is it that you're getting to be part of? What is it you're getting beyond just the paycheck, the support? Like the Philly fusion, actually great example. They were in visa hell. And yet, despite that, yeah, they elected to continue to do everything they could to bring players, you know, to Korea. Um, like I am not going to suggest every team would do that, but the Philadelphia no. fusion have shown when we make a commitment, we're going to, we're going to back that up. Yeah. Things didn't work out. Unfortunately, you know, a player like shockwave is now a free agent as are a yeah. few others. But I think you raise a really fair point there on the, is that that pitch was more than anything the Titans could afford. The Titans could have said, here is a check, write in a number, you'll get paid that. But that's all that they really were able to offer. Mm -hmm. Outside of the dream, which might be, oh, we plan to (laughs) to win. We plan to give you breadsticks. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. Um, I was just sort of going through some, some Twitter conversation and just to rewind a little bit back to the, uh, the, um, the, the Halo League. Uh, so I don't know if it was Chris or Spencer over at CA Overwatch. And this is this is earlier today. They tweeted out with the most recent link. This is the strongest roster or the promise, most promising roster Toronto has ever put forward. Like, And then they start asking about like, who else do you want to see Toronto sign? Adam, I emojis that tweet, which makes sense because, you know, Chris or Spencer, whoever's tweeting, they're talking about a rumor. Um, and I can totally understand Adam sort of having a poke at that, but uh but I think Adam's figured out the emoji game. Yeah. He knows people are watching. We're like mm-hmm. looking for those scraps. <laughs> Again, I with Halo sort of pitching it as he was using his more confident language, I would be surprised if it wasn't already a done deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, let's take ourselves a uh, short break here uh, before we uh, take a look into the fray. Oh my goodness. Lots of player activity. I think, you know, we are the reason the league is doing what they're doing. I honestly think that that's the case. We said, nah, no, nah, I don't think we'll see a lot. It's going to be the, the doldrums, right? It's going to be so quiet. Cause we've got to wait to overwatch too. And kind of weird. These teams are doing like scrims and tryouts and all that. And the moment we say that people start yeah. announcing contracts, you got teams who are like, at one point it was Shanghai. It was the well, Shanghai and Chengdu. Chengdu had like 20 players to begin. Um, but it, it made sense that Shanghai would, would bring back their roster yeah. and everyone else started clicking this reset button. But now you have a team like Dallas who essentially has their yeah. roster put together, right? Like I didn't um, expect them to sign three new players. Well, no, like, but if they were to do that, not so early in the, in the game. So let me just sort of quickly run through the changes that have happened since our last episode. Uh, so on the on the cut side, and again, cuts is just the way of me um, taking a poke at the fact that these decisions may or may not be player or personnel related. Uh, the Los Angeles Gladiators, quote unquote, cut D-Pay. And I put that in brackets, left under dot, 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 fog. Mm-hmm. That's because depending on who were to ask, either he left or he got cut. And the story is yet to be told. Um, Washington also uh, cut loose Jerry and uh, Bebe. I don't know of any others that have been let loose during this period of time. This is the other thing. It's difficult because I was using the Overwatch League transaction tracker, which isn't is as effective as like RCAL, but then RCAL's announcements are sometimes a tough sort of follow because not all of them get picked up. And anyhow, apologies if I missed someone. Um, the one here, like Washington making the changes they did, Jerry Pebe, okay. Kind of weird that it's happening now but okay well you gotta make space for happy yeah the d-pay departure though this one is kind of intriguing i mean there are stories that are being told from those who are in the conversation so uh, d-pay first shared that he was leaving he had a twit longer 
talked a little bit about the, just the mental strain that had a stream where he essentially said the team fired him after calling him out on their team's performance. Uh, um, Brenda, uh, Brenda Sugg came out and said, not the case. Um, he had a conversation where he wasn't happy with us saying we need, we couldn't, you know, we needed to perform better. We had higher expectations and then quit. We tried to talk him out of it, but he was insistent. So we went through the process because if you quit, you no longer access. And then since then, uh, like sand through the uh, hourglass, these are the days of our lives. Hmm. I wonder how many of our listeners would even know what a soap opera is. <laughs> it's when you sing in the shower, right? Yeah, that's totally what it is. <laughs> um, as far as additions, lots more of those, uh, the Boston uprising, they've added Crimzo. So Crimzo's cryptic tweet of where he's going uh. that had, had a whole sorts of people like trying to sleuth this. And like the fact that people were like, Oh no, it, the profile picture should carry a higher percentage of weight. And it is, uh, the science world dome in Vancouver. So he's going to be a Titan. I was hoping for him to come to the Vancouver Titans, but alas, he is, uh, he's down in Boston and he'll be uh, joining, uh, striker who is returning, uh, to, to Boston. Um, there was a leak from halo about someone joining a team. And, uh, I believe someone is rumored to be joining a team, but Halo was not talking about someone, someone Halo was talking about someone in the loose sense. And that was striker. Yeah. Huge, huge sign. Boston is leaving mediocrity behind. Yeah. Uh, Dallas fuel, as we talked about, they have pretty much a team. They signed Chio Edison and Grio, uh, to a already sort of established roster. Yeah. Uh, Florida mayhem signed uh, sir. Imagine, uh, who at one point people were thinking he was coming to the Titans and KSA was going to make a triumphant turn. That's not the, uh, not the case. Uh, checkmate has been re-signed, which was an odd one. Yeah. I was going to say interesting. Like I, I checkmate seemed to do well enough last year, got put into weird situations and then got let go only to be brought back. So, mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, can I touch on that checkmate one? Cause Sure. Sure. To me, uh, sure, he maybe showed some flexibility in moving to the tank role. I kind of assume that he was a bit of an easy one for them, where he's probably not making top dollar. Um, he was a rookie when he came in, and he probably said, "Hey, I'd happily stay." And they maybe were having a hard time closing a deal on someone else. So they said, let's get someone in the slot. The other thing about what happened with Checkmate and him sort of being dropped and then brought back does make me raise an eyebrow at the Vancouver Titans. Could we be in for something to that extent with a player or more on the Titans? Well, and I actually don't have it in front of me. Was Checkmate on an option that was declined? Because options are held by the team. So if that was the case, because one of the reasons why a team will go and decline an option hmm. is more often or not to bring that, if they're interested in trying to bring that player back, is bring the player back on different terms. Um, hmm. So I feel that if you were going to drop a player who you had the opportunity to retain on an option, mm-hmm. it's to the point where maybe we're trying to save a buck. Yeah. And and that, that's kind of what I was thinking with when it comes to Checkmate in Florida. But yeah. I was just kind of extrapolating that over to Vancouver. Could we see something like that? Well, okay. Who do you think would be returning? Uh, I don't remember much in terms of the uh, options and that kind of thing with Vancouver. So uh, Dalton and Rolf were the only two who were not an option. Who? Because essentially any, everyone who got signed uh, knew mm-hmm. uh, had an option. To me, it's also been weird the checkmate uh, checkmate resign and because they seem to be going for you know the western direction and you know they signed Sir Majed who's uh, from Saudi Arabia. I mean, like English speaking, not Korean. And now I'm not really sure what's going on with Yaki. Rumors seem to link him to NYXL, and yet they do bring uh, back checkmate. So it's kind of like that. <laughs> that also reminds me of Vancouver when they suddenly bring in a guy like Teru and, and Changsik and like, okay, I guess uh, we're uh, improvising. Well, so 
I, I will agree. I think communication is extremely important, but I, I have always wondered when we start hearing like the mixed roster as being a problem right. is that the inference is that you have to go one way or the other. To me, no. I think it's just, it's, it's the established communication. Yeah. Um, obviously the Taru Changsik relationship is a little bit different. Uh, cause it sounds like Taru had very sort of rudimentary English Changsik was the one who was the bridge to, <laughs> yeah, it was really to, good. to, to transit because he had much better grasp. That was a uh, top English than top three highlight of Vancouver that past season is uh, Changsik's uh, English interview. Yeah, so I mean, I, but again, I I only speak English, so I would I would fail on a roster where communication was happening in in, in Korean or any other language. Um, the other signing in uh, Florida is an assistant coach by the name of McGravy, who, mm. if you listen to our show, you know full well, I wanted McGravy to be a Vancouver Titan. <laughs> like, I just, I like the kid. I think he's he's a good role model, um, especially with how the Titan season went. I, I, I feel McGravy would have been a very, you know, suitable addition. Um, I, again, it's publicity, it to be, but... Well, no, but like we, we, you know, Omni and I had sort of talked about Sam as well, where what were the Vancouver Titans looking to do? They weren't going to win the grand final. They probably wanted some level of competitiveness, maybe higher than the level that they were able to provide, but put your team together to build a market, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we talk about how Toronto had built their stage team pre pandemic they weren't necessarily building a team that was necessary. Like go, I think going all the way. I mean, they might've had high hopes. They're building a team that was going to be good in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. And I right. think the Vancouver Titans missed that opportunity last year to have built a team that would have been one that would have been much more broadly embraced. I think they did well in bringing in someone like Linkser and fire and fry. Like I think those three provided a good veteran presence, mm-hmm. but they weren't as, I mean, fried was, maybe a little bit more in front, but then this speaks to also how the Vancouver Titans control the content. We didn't get enough of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, Guangzhou charge. They're adding develop Houston outlaws have added Iris. Uh, the Los Angeles gladiators have added funny Astro on space and Reiner. The glads have put together their roster. Philadelphia fusion added alarm. The soul dynasty have added Smurf Jonak. And Vindame, and the uh, Washington Justice added Happy and uh, Vigilante. Mm. So where to begin? <laughs> Say Soul. Yeah, I well, I kind of wonder if if what Soul is doing is to make up for what I think they thought they had last year. Mm. I look at Soul, and I think Soul is. Uh, in a lot of ways, what you were just talking about with, you know, Toronto building their their stage presence and that kind of thing, I think that's what Soul is doing. Soul is saying, let's grab basically a ton of favorites from across the league, bring them to the city that um, is never going to have a problem getting an audience, um, and a lot of them can relate to, and... Uh, and let's watch them shine kind of thing. You know, in, in saying that it, it sounds like I'm saying they're, they're kind of, uh, they're not going to perform. I definitely don't think that's the case. Um, well, yeah, you know, I was going to say, especially like I... with, you know, Smurf fits profit. I mean, almost any of these guys, the only two, I don't, well, I guess I don't know stalker. I don't know Vindame. Um, and I don't really know creative that well either, but the rest of them, it's kind of like an all-star roster, but in my mind, it's also the, the over 40 league. Um, if you will, <laughs> and and that that sounds yeah, degrading. It's just in the Overwatch League. It's when you hit twenty. Exactly. Or 40, yeah. That that sounds like I'm I'm insulting them. I'm really not. They are veterans in the league, though. I remember when Jack won MVP. He exactly. Click you from across the map. That's exactly what it seems like to me. Um, but at the same time, this roster is going to perform. I, I think. Um. And that's the thing that for me with soul is when I sort of say they're like last year, I think they, they underperformed. Yeah. Right. Expectations were extremely high. They underperformed. Now they're bringing the performance roster in. 
I think, yes, expectations will be high, but I, I look at sort of who, like, we don't know what the regions will be. We don't know if everyone will be back to LA. We don't know how this will work out. So there, I say this with a grain of salt, but if right now the soul dynasty are sort of looking at a region as being very similar, they're looking at one team and one team only That's the Shanghai dragons. And they're trying to go and put together a team that can either, if not meet them, generate enough hype that uh, could at least pull some of the, the sparkle away from the sparkle, <laughs> not this, not the sparkle literally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah. I, I, I look forward to seeing that team perform though. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, in the in the off season, you you can do as as well as just sign those, you know, names. Uh, at the end of the day, you gotta prove that John is still, you know, can can carry or or like Smurf is actually like as good as he was on in in the San Francisco Shock system. You don't know until you put it to the test. Uh, they could do worse. It, it's it's a good off season. For sure. I like those signings. Yeah. Plus, Vin Dane yeah. seems to be hailed as also another uh, great rookie to get. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you could also consider, I mean, looking at Stalker, you know, Vin Dame, two young kids with the veterans to show them yeah. how to how to play. Yeah. Right? And they did address, like, I, I guess their weaker sides of the roster last year. I mean, with, um, with the support line, I guess wasn't up to par with what, you know, the Shanghai Dragons have or even, you know, Dallas or those other really top-tier teams. Yeah. Um, the other team I sort of wanted to touch on is the the Sadiators, who are <laughs> no longer... Purple Haze. probably haven't <laughs> been sad for a while. Uh, Space, uh, who... this is Okay, this is... This is a kid who is looking to secure the bag who publicly says they want me back, but Hey, anyone's got a bigger bag. I'll take it. I guess no one was able to provide him the bigger bag. I look at space and I mean, don't get me wrong on one man watch point. I've talked about the fact that I want to be friends with space. I think he seems like <laughs> a cool guy. Um, I think it was a bit of a power play. I think he was trying to squeeze every last drop. I don't think he ever had any intention of leaving them. Um, but I think he wanted them to think he was. So he he put word out and sure, maybe if he had been thrown a significant upgrade, then maybe he would have jumped, but I think it was a power play. I, I, I look at space as the face of the Los Angeles gladiators. And I don't see either of those sides wanting to uh, forego oh, wow. that in the exact same way that I think super is the face of the San Francisco shock. Mm-hmm. Could you like, there was a period of time where super was theoretically not a shock player mm-hmm. and how like the, I mean, the running joke was that he was coming to Vancouver, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. could you ever see super in another Jersey? They should have trolled the hell out of us and traded yeah. super for space. Yeah. Uh, like, but that's, I think your point is a fair one there, Jordan. Yeah. yeah space is the face of the glads. Like super is the face of the shock. These are players that would be very difficult to see them put on different colors. Mm-hmm. Jonek is the face of NYXL. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, okay. So, and I, I, I was actually going to point that out. Like, yes, I think yeah. our, our path is a straight one. When you ignore the occasional, oh, don't, yeah. don't worry about that. Carpe is the face of Philadelphia. Carpe. Yeah. That's another good example of a, yeah. of a player running an organization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But when I look down the line, though, I mean, bringing in Funny Astro um, for main support. I mean, this is a team that is Ons. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Ons. yeah. I skipped over Ons and uh, on his game. Like they're coming to play. So here's a question about the Gladiators. Um, do you see them picking up any more players? Not specifically, but do you see them filling out this roster any further? Uh, I don't think so. But I, I say this because we know they're dropping to five. Yeah. Like I will be very honest when I look at a roster like Seoul, who we just sort of spoke about and the number of players that they're going to have. Yeah. Um, that to me is, is sort of the, the max where you have your, your essentially three DPS and you have three support. 
we were talking about this in the last show, like who is it that you're going to sort of slide around? It would be your DPS side. Yeah. I mean, also they, they got those specialists in those mm-hmm. slots. Very pretty. If you're looking at the, you know, the um, spreadsheet, like you need a hit scan DPS who you're going to get, who can like play the Cassidy or the widow. You see what I did there? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> or you got Kefster to play. Everything else, you know, with, yeah. with the Genji, with the Farah, with, with the Echo. Tracer. And then you get, like, Space, who's, like, so good on the off-tanks and, and uh, quotations, of course. And Reiner, who plays the Orisa, the Rhines, for so long. Yeah. Uh, funny Astro. Uh, you, you wouldn't see a lot of teams, maybe outside of, of Chengdu, but they're an anomaly, right? That would have more <laughs> than one... players more, right now. More than one uh, main support, right? He, Funny Astro, he's he's your guy, and only in, like shoe and skewed for sure. When you need that double uh, flex support, man, I think they're they're solid. I mean, you point out Chengdu having more than one player at main support. They're the only team with more than one player at every role, except for <laughs> yeah. main tank or tank. I, I, I just meant that there's there's not any other team that carries more than one main support. Yeah, true. That is okay. Fair fair point. Chengdu is an anomaly. I still don't understand why they let Amen go at this point, considering they have right, 400 right. players signed to the roster. The, uh, um, I just, I don't know what's going on with the league. I still struggle to understand how they're going to go and apply this to some of the hero reworks. I, I would have to think they've been told what some of the reworks are in advance. And when it comes to tryouts and scrims are factoring in what they're seeing as can this player accommodate but uh, they're still signing for talent for the most part and closing the gaps just as they yeah. would, I assume in overwatch one. So, and then there's Los Angeles Valiant who are obviously <laughs> signing for overwatch two. Yeah. It looks uh, like they've, they've got actually, a full roster of, uh, oh, oh wait, Oh, uh, no tank. They don't have anybody hit. No, no. Oh, Oh, this is bad. I want to say, I saw a rumor that, they might be coming back to LA, although it, it's, it's the, I don't know. It might've been a, someone actually created a fake halo account. Was touching people. Yeah. I, uh, I, I heard the rumor both ways, honestly. Okay. I updated. I mean, who knows? This, yeah, Cause it's a, oh. it's a team that has question marks galore. Looks like uh, our, our tracking spreadsheet. I don't know who makes this. I just look at it, but yeah. uh, the team has been renamed to the LA vacant. So breaking news. <laughs> That's right. Heard it here on RSP first. LA vacant. And that is, that's good. you know what? It looks like there, there might be a, a new member signed just right this minute. Is that who's <laughs> that in the tank roll? Oh, Hell yeah. Is, is that Damn you, straight. Chris? Is that you like Reinhardt specialist guys? Quiet. I, I can't leak this oh, because shoot. I'll get fined. Shoot. We forgot. I think halo oh, halo already leaked this like 20 minutes as, ago. As much as I I'm bringing home the bag. <laughs> I don't want to take anything out of that. Mm. Hey, uh, hey, I'll play flex support for them if they want a console player playing crossplay. But <laughs> hey, it, console works in Call of Duty League, so I don't see why the Overwatch League can't do crossplay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. You can always like attach your controller to the PC. So yep. yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, anyhow, um, obviously, the way things are going next episode in two weeks time, we'll probably have just as many uh, changes. And again, I reiterate in two weeks, we're going to our off season schedule. Uh, but speaking of uh, other changes that are, are happening, uh, the overwatch game, we love to play from time to time, obviously has a live event. The Halloween event still live, get those skins before the end of, well, I guess the start of next week because it runs beyond Halloween. Uh, but uh, a patch rolled out. With some some bug fixes, um, they fix that that bug with the cowboy's name. What are your thoughts on Cassidy Cole Cassidy? But I so okay. This is what it was uh, was a complaint. Like, what are we supposed to call? Because when they announced it, they made the announcement before the patch went live, so no one could actually see what it would say in game. It says Cassidy. Yeah. And when I was having a conversation with a couple of friends, I would said I genuinely think the overwatch team promoted him as Cole Cassidy having probably landed on Cassidy as the name in game, but wanted to see what the sort of community sort of found themselves attached to. 
if it would just be Cole or would it be Cassidy? And I mean, things are as they yeah. are. He is Cassidy in game. I mean, the last name was also always the the surname in a way. And I saw sure. a comment that like, well, Cole is already used as a call for coalescence. I, I've got Cole mm. and that would be tough. Cole's got Cole. I got Cole on Cole. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so maybe that's why. But Cassidy is definitely the more, uh, the catchier name, right? Cole is just, you know, a regular name and Cassidy, it's, it'll take a while to get used to, uh, yeah. but it's, it's for the better for sure. So I applaud them. Yeah. I'm, I haven't played since the patch. Um, I'm not sure what the voice lines that reference the name, what they sound like if they've been updated yet. Yeah. Um, I do know they had pulled almost all of the voice lines that referred to the old Cowboys names. So. Sure. Uh, it's something they usually do well. So I expect them to be updated. Yeah. I, I wouldn't um, be surprised if there are already some lines there that. Right. Well, no. And that's what I was getting, getting at is they will updates just have those updates rolled out yet. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. I haven't played enough. Yeah. Speaking of name changes, though, uh, to help uh, help celebrate, which seems like a weird <laughs> way to position it, but to help celebrate this new character name, Cole Cassidy, uh, you can change your own player name for free. So if you happen to be uh, Swagmaster69420 with a whole series of X's on either side and you've decided you wanted to be something different, you get a free name change. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not changing mine. <laughs> nope, I'm not changing mine either. Yeah, I don't think I will too. You know, my in-game name in almost any any game that I play is always Light Force. It's it's consistent. But when I was younger, for some reason or another, uh, on console, when I set up my Xbox account, my PlayStation accounts, I put Light Force CDN. For some reason, I felt I needed to go in and include the Canadian. Mm. I've got nothing, no problem with it. I, the clan. Well, Canadian you know, clan. but it, I was, I was trying to indicate that I was Canadian. I was sort of, I was proud of the fact, but the problem is it's now created the scenario where I'm light force on nearly anything, unless it has to do with a PlayStation or an Xbox, at which point it's CDN. Oh, and by the way, PlayStation forced me to have underscore CDN mm. Xbox. I could have the space. Mm. I have Sir Dr. Jam on just about everything with the exception probably being my PlayStation, which is my most used one where I have underscores in between each, uh, each word or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Oh, those underscores. Let me tell you. I know. I know they plague me now. I could change them on PlayStation. I just am too scared that it's going to break something. Well, and so, so like Sony tells you, you change your name. We're not responsible for all the problems you're going to have as you unleash yeah. hell on our exactly. servers. So it's like, cause yeah, I had that opportunity where do I drop the CDN and I'm like, nah, I'm fine with it. It's not like, again, it's just saying can- Canadian and all I would drop it for is just to be consistent. Exactly. Except on TikTok, where someone already had light for us. And so I'm the light force on TikTok. <laughs> I will I will grab my name on things in in case I ever plan to use them even though I have no intention of it so I've gotten lucky. I, 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 I've done that myself except on TikTok I didn't. I was like I don't get this TikTok <laughs> thing. And then I got TikTok and I signed up for it. I'm like damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this guy that looks a lot like Omni who's the light for or who's light force and I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> Maybe it's the uh, anywho here we are at the end of a show. Solid hour ish, a little bit under. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll probably get there. Well, I mean, I mean, we could wait. A wrap up. We can just sit around and wait for seven minutes. Do a ASMR stream. Uh, yeah, let me get. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't uh, get the mic out from the table because the arm broke. So, yeah, I'll pass. The uh, the thing to uh, point out though, and I've said it again and again and again, we are not back next week. We're back in two weeks. Do not be alarmed when there isn't an episode next week. Do not be alarmed if for some reason Omni <laughs> isn't here. Oh my God. He's not pulling a Sam. Yeah. There not might yet. be a patch rollout. We'll see. New hero. Yeah. New hero announced. <laughs> shift in the meta. Yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. a shift. Yeah. <laughs> 
You better believe it. Player. I'm so excited. Player three. Like, to, to put in perspective, I mean, Omni was gracious enough to tell me many months ago. And I asked him like, wait, I'm like, oh man, can we, can we share that on the show? And he's like, no, no, I'd, I'd like to wait a bit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the problem was he said a bit. And so every subsequent show I've simply been, I wonder if this is the one he's going to share the news. I wonder if this is the one he's going to share <laughs> the news. I wonder if this, this has been going on for like the better part of, of a, essentially an entire Overwatch League oh, season. Nine months. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah, I don't well, think I knew no, that no, you're soon, right. but no i mean i'm i'm so genuinely excited yeah and uh i'm 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 again you know congratulations to you to you and lena and and, and that it's it's going to be pretty cool uh having a a new hero added to uh <laughs> our podcast exactly game. but uh what final uh, words of wisdom do you have for uh, everyone uh, this week the mystery of life isn't a problem to solve, but a reality to experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm heavy on the Dune quotes recently because... Oh, is that what it is? That's from did, did you go and see it? I saw it. I saw it. Um, I saw it in the cinema on the IMAX. Yeah, it's been, been awesome. Now, did you see it because you have some connection to it? Like, were you a fan of it back in the day? I, I read the books. Yeah, I love it a lot. Big fan, big fan. It's definitely my favorite adaptation. Uh, I, I'm a, also a very huge fan of uh, Denis Villeneuve and his work. So mm. it's been, it, it lived up to my expectations for sure. Good. I, I'd like to see it in theater. My wife has absolutely no interest mm. and I'm not really keen on going to a, a movie all on my own, though this might be the type of movie that would motivate me to do yeah. it. So I might have to wait till it, to it streams. But what got me into Dune was video games. Mm. <laughs> Playing RTS. Dune and Dune 2. Well, Dune 2 is the RTS. Oh, okay. Dune, like, so I actually started playing Dune 2 first, and then when I went back to the original Dune, I was very disappointed because I was expecting RTS and it was nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, but... One of the things that I think I didn't fully appreciate about the original Dune video game was that it was really well put together for its era. And it was more akin to what we now sort of see in the side scroller genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I regret not, not giving it the, the appreciation it probably deserved at the time. I just got, I got thrown off because Dune two was the first game I played. Oh, wow. Should read or what? Not the first, but. Oh, okay. First they should the read series. the book. Yeah. The book, the book is incredible. Still. Obviously better in the movie, but yeah, it's good. Jordan, what final words of wisdom do you have? Rope them, tie them, hold them down, and ride them. Giddy up, cowboy. <laughs> That's a cowboy proverb for you. It's pretty good. I expect like the whoosh at the end. <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> well, uh, Omni, in the uh, the words of Ray Romano. Oh, no. I have some sage advice for you. <laughs> Having children is like living in a frat house. Nobody sleeps, everything's <laughs> broken, and there's a lot of throwing up. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I think I'm ready. I think, I think being a dad <laughs> is super easy, except for the child part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's... Everything that you think it, you're going to get into, it, it nothing like it. It's weird. It's I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I know you're prepared. I, I know you've been doing like prenatal classes and what have you, and in that, um, but it's just you know, bask in the experience. If the baby's sleeping, sleep. Don't <laughs> yep. like if it's even for like an hour or two, sleep. For sure. Do not take sleep for granted because those early days. Mm. Um, you might think, oh, like I, this is actually a, a struggle I had is that my wife and I would get up when, um, we were nursing baby force and what would happen is I would get up and, and help out. And then I would doze off for like 10, 15 minutes while the nursing was happening. Mm-hmm. And then if we had to supplement with the formula, um, uh, formula, what have you, I'd go and my wife would wake me up. I'd go prepare that. And then I, I'd, I'd sort of snooze. So I was. I was getting all this intermittent sleep, but then I would get up in the morning and I would do a full day and ensuring that my wife could sleep as much as she could possibly sleep on all that. Right. Yeah. But see, I thought that 
I was getting enough sleep at night in these like intermittent, like 10, 15 minute blocks that I could function critically from sun up to sundown. That wasn't the case. And I think if I were to go back again, when baby force would have like a two hour nap, like round lunch, uh, light force should have got himself a two hour nap Nap just after lunch. That's my, that's my actual real, uh, words of advice. Get sleep when you can. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll nap through the podcast. I'll start my intro. I've been doing it all season long. So if I, if I start snoring, just mute me. (laughs) Yeah. Will do. Will do. Um, as far as the podcast is concerned, you can find us in every podcast application that is out there. If we're not on one, let us know and I will remedy that. Our website is around. It's basic. It's simple, but you can listen to all of our back catalog at readysetpone.com. We're obviously on social media at readysetpone or facebook.com slash readysetpone. Our podcast is now playable in Facebook. Like you can click play in Facebook without leaving it. It's there. Um, all the episodes get uh, published in, in real time. And, uh, obviously the conversation is always taking place in RSP discord, discord.io slash already set home. So on behalf of myself, Chris at light force on at Omni strife and Jordan at sir, Dr. JM, which you can find on one man watch point as that podcast continues. And if I understand correctly, we'll be recording and making sure there's an episode in the weeks that we're not around. So there'll always be a show to listen to. It's time for that. Catchphrase.